right, guys, welcome to episode three of TV Sessions. Today, we're going to be doing a deep dive into Breaking Bad. My name is Luke, and I'm here with my co-host, Gabe. Uh, how's it going, Gabe? It's going good. I'm, I'm excited to dive into Breaking Bad, uh, one of the all-time greats. So this, sh this should be a lot of fun. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so how do you want to start with this? I guess we can just talk about how we first heard about it. I know you're a pretty big fan of Breaking Bad, so do you want to go into that? Like, how, how did you first get into the show? Yeah, uh, I watched Breaking Bad for the first time uh, two years after it aired. It was the... I think it was December of 2014 because it was over winter break my freshman year. Uh, my brother had watched the whole show and he was recommending it to me for a while. So mm -hmm. it was on that. I saw it was on Netflix when we just, we had just got Netflix. So I was just going through Netflix, saw Breaking Bad, decided to start it. And yeah, just went yeah. from there, went from there. And now I've seen the show since then. I've seen it in total six times. Like so, start to finish six times. Start to finish six times. And then obviously on top of rewatching all like a bunch of random episodes, of course, okay. too. Yeah. So, so that, there's some episodes I've seen probably like 30 times. Okay. So that just, that makes me more comfortable because <laughs> there's going to be scenes that I'm going to forget what episodes they're in. I think you'll be the expert on that stuff. I think you'll remember the specifics a little better than me. Um, yeah. But I, I remember the big stuff. I should be okay. <laughs> so for me, I... Um, having not seen it six times all the way through the, the first watch i didn't actually like it that much and it's it's my fault not the show's fault i watched it too early like i actually watched the last season live like season 5b um mm -hmm. i think it came out in 2013 but for me i just like you i just saw it on netflix i had heard a lot of hype um and i just watched it when i was like 15 or 16 at the time i binged the first five seasons and at that time i just wasn't that into tv like i would never think about it deeply i was just mm -hmm. like I just watched it because I liked the suspense. I was like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? That's all I cared about. Like, what's going to happen to Walt? Oh, like, so watching it the whole way through, I enjoyed it and it was entertaining. Um, but when I finished it, 5B, I remember watching it live was pretty exciting, just how good it was. But by the end, it, was, it wasn't even my favorite show. Like, I was just like, that was fun. Like, that whole character, Walter, was cool and he was a badass. Like, I wasn't that into TV. Um, but when I rewatched it one summer, I forget exactly what summer it was. There was a summer where I had some time on my hands and I was like, I should rewatch this show. It was on Netflix. And that was when I loved it. Like I just, I, I realized how smart it was, how well they plant the seeds in the early seasons, like how good the character Walter is <laughs> and just like how deep and perfectly written it is. So I think that's what makes uh, Breaking Bad such a popular show too, because it, it, it reaches out to a casual audience too. Like there's a casual audience that just enjoys the show for like, the thrill and the suspense and the action but then there's a deeper obviously it's a really well-written show too so like pee -pee, people that actually <laughs> i said pee, pee and i just lost it yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were trying to say people <laughs> the mature the mature side of me just should have just kept going but like i couldn't help but not laugh at that yeah, who knows funny. maybe we'll keep it in fuck it yeah. anyways yeah but you're, you know what i'm saying like obviously like that's why it's so popular yeah yeah for sure um, <laughs> um yeah it's just it's just the two sides i agree it's like the sides that really like to think deeply about tv and then the sides that are just there for the entertainment and the badass moments so that's why it's so popular i agree like it's that yeah. popular um because of that that's one thing i that's another thing i remember i gave a disclaimer on game of thrones where i was like stop me from bringing up the books for this one, you're going to have to stop me from bringing up Better Call Saul. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to keep coming on my mind. Like, people who listened to our first episode would know how much I love it. And every time I think of little nitpicks on Breaking Bad, because I want to say, before we criticize certain things, it is a perfect show. The only reason we're criticizing things is because we're looking really deeply at it, and we're comparing yeah. certain episodes that we like more. So in order to rank things, 
you have to bring up reasons why certain things aren't as good. So before we get into criticisms, like we're not actually criticizing the show. We're kind of just nitpicking it because it's perfect. Like, I'm sorry, this show yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it's execution. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I think that's a reason why Better Call Saul is not as popular is because it doesn't have that side of, oh, badassery, suspense, and entertainment that, like, Breaking Bad has. Like, that's why it has a bigger fan base, in my opinion. Because if people really love the deep writing of Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul would just be as, would be just as popular. Like, because it's just as well-written. Um, but it just doesn't have that badass, violent side. Um, exactly. Not to criticize Breaking Bad, because it's still a perfect show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just my opinion. I could be way wrong. Maybe there's people out there that just, I don't know. Maybe they, <laughs> people who love the violence in Breaking Bad love Better Call Saul. I don't know. I'm just, that's just... Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head for the most, yeah. for like generally speaking. But that's enough Better Call Saul. We're not going to talk about that. Um, yeah. it, it might come up here and there just when we talk about certain characters, but I'm really going to focus on Breaking Bad. This is for Breaking Bad, and we're going to do it. Better Call Saul deep dive soon. So, yeah. So you mentioned obviously there's aspects of the show, there's parts of the show that are better than some. So, like, do you want to go right into season rankings then? Like, what yeah, seasons yeah. would you like better than others? For sure. So we're going to start with season rankings. It's just a good way to start with general discussion, I guess. So um, do you want to rank the seasons first, or do you want me to go? Sure, yeah, I can go right into it. Okay, so what are your rankings for the seasons? I feel like they're going to be a little similar. I'll just say that, but go for yours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So first, I have season 5B, second half of season 5. Second, I have season 4. Third, I would have season 3. Fourth, I would have season 5A. Then. Mm-hmm. um Fifth, I would have season two, and sixth, I would probably put season one. Even though season one's great, I'd probably put season one at the bottom. Seven okay. episodes. So pretty similar to mine. A um, couple differences. So I have season 5B at one, so same as you. Season four mm-hmm. at two. Uh, I have season 5A at three, then season three at four. Okay. Then I have season one at five, and then I have season two at six. So we have two differences. Okay. I, I have 5A higher than you, and I have one higher than two at the end. So I think two is the worst season. You think one is the worst season, I guess. Yeah, oh. yeah. We shouldn't so even wanna... say the word worst season because they're still both great seasons. Yeah, because no no season of Breaking Bad is bad. So mm-hmm. like saying worst. Yeah, exactly. It just it sounds wrong. Yeah, you want to talk about, so uh, why do you prefer one over two and why I prefer two over yeah, one? Yeah, sure. So I would say it's small things. They're both pretty great. For me, it's just season two on my rewatch. It's just, it's just, there's a, the first half of season two there's that really good episode in early season two when they get rid of Tuco like that mm-hmm. that's a great episode after that episode it's just it goes out of my mind like I don't remember what happened like for five or six episodes yeah season two. like I only remember the second half of season two which is like great there's a couple episodes I want to talk about when we go top 10 episodes that are in the second half of season two but the first half just is out of my mind like I remember there's that weird episode where uh those those meth heads that have a kid and Jesse goes to their house or something like, there's a kid that the meth heads have, and there's mm-hmm. an ATM or something. Like, I don't like that episode that much. I don't know. Like, it's just not a favorite of mine. There's a couple slow ones that I just don't remember that I don't like that much. And now we can get into the structure, because that's one thing. A lot of people love the structure of that season. Like, I'm talking about the openings. Like, the the teddy bear in the pool, they keep having those openings. Like, and you're like, what's going on? What's this teddy bear? And then, oh, they keep showing a little more and more. For me... Mm-hmm. My favorite part of that is the way they made like code out of it. Cause like the episode titles, like if you mm-hmm. put together the episode titles, that part's cool. I, I enjoy that. But just showing those scenes at the beginning of certain episodes and then like, you're just confused and then they show you in the finale what it is. I don't like that. I think it's a little like manipulative. Like, it's just like, kind of like, they're kind of like manipulating the audience. I, like if they did it once, it's okay. Like right. I like how they, they use flash forwards well later on where it's just like one scene, like in season five, 
the one with Walt way in the future. They do it once. That's cool. But it's just the fact that they kept doing it. It's just kind of manipulative to me. I, I just didn't like that. I know some people love it, but it's just like kind of like, you don't know what's going on. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, here's Did a it cool. Feel it, yeah, it felt like mani- manipulative, which I've said many times. And also yeah. the resolution to it didn't seem as big as I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be a huge deal where tons of people like important people were affected and it's kind of just a bunch of random strangers died not that obviously in real life if that happened it's a tragedy but for me it didn't have that big of an impact as much as i was expecting just the way they really lead you on like oh like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and you're confused and then you're like something big's gonna happen and it's just a random plane crashes which is very awful and sad but it's just Mm -hmm. it doesn't have that big of an impact it does help with walt's guilt i guess obviously walter feels guilty when you find out it was jane's dad and all that stuff but yeah for me do you want to go into why you like season two um no i just want to comment on what you just said real quick uh yeah yeah, i'd agree that it's a little underwhelming at first just for like where we originally thought they were taking it. We obviously thought that we saw two bodies in a body bag. Like we're obviously mm. thinking, Oh shit, Skylar and Walter Jr. Are dead. And mm. obviously that's not what ter- it turned out to be. So I agree that the resolution could be a little underwhelming at first, but, and at the same time, I kind of like it because Walt's consequences, the consequences of his actions are, are literally like blowing up in front of his face. Mm-hmm. I know it's like kind of convenient that it happened right above his house, but yeah, from a story, I you maybe have to suspend your disbelief a little bit, mm-hmm. but like, I st- I still think it works. Uh, I was a fan of the structure. I mm-hmm. like, I thought it was really engaging, like seeing all the pieces come together as the season progressed. And yeah. I I did like the first half of season two. Obviously, there's the second episode of season two. I think is the one you were referring to, the one where Tuco died. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And it definitely like that feels like more of a conclusion to season one than a start to season two. And it does. Is, it's mostly due to the writer strike that happened in season one, which is I why season about that. One was so short. Yeah. That's what, yeah, that's why season one was so short, mm. but so I agree. It's a little short following. I mean, it's a little slow paced uh, following that episode, but I thought it, the episode following that was really good. That's Walt's fugue state episode. I don't know if you remember that plot. Yeah. Yeah. He goes like wandering into a store or something and he has to fake why yeah. he can't remember it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was, the tension was still there despite the slow pace because Hank was interrogating Jesse and obviously he's on to Walt. He's on to Walt. So I thought the tension was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, episode four, that's the episode where Jesse is homeless. I thought that was a really interesting uh, Jesse focused episode. And then you said you didn't like the episode with the methods. I think that was episode six. Yeah. Peek-a-boo. Yeah. Some people I like that. that. I don't know. I don't like that. episode. I, I don't know I, why. I was a fan of it because that's like, the first episode that's real there's jesse focused episodes but that was like the first jesse episode and you yeah. always see the empathetic side of his character he's obviously like one of the best characters on the show so yeah fair enough. a jesse focused episode always entertaining to watch yeah yeah okay uh also i guess we can talk about season one because i do have it higher than two just because i think it's just a fantastic introduction to the show like it's it's slow it for a reason like it is slow in the middle section but man like the exploration of walt and like his decision to to do chemo or not the talking pillow episode like that mm-hmm. stuff's great and then the first episode where you meet elliot and gretchen like at that party like that's a good episode and then that's the talking oh this, pillow episode yeah the talk yeah same one yeah though uh i forgot about the crazy eight stuff the stuff with crazy eight in the basement the first oh, yeah. time he has to kill someone like that's a fantastic episode. like i was hooked really early on i just i just think that's a stronger season overall it's just it's just in the ending like the stuff when he blows up tuco's building or whatever with the meth like it's just a more consistent season for me that's the only reason i have it higher than two yeah 
I, I would say I thought the episode where Walt blows up Tuco's hut, that's the penultimate the penultimate episode, season yeah. one. I thought the finale was a little underwhelming though. It just kinda like abruptly ended with Tuco beating his henchman to death in the yeah. in the junkyard. So I thought like it was like season two told more of like a complete cohesive story. And yeah. I thought like it's I don't know. They're probably equally well written. It's just the execute it was a easy easier story to execute given that they had more episodes yeah but at the same time it can that's a blessing and a curse because it can get, become a little too stretched out for a lot of people mm-hmm. it's a it's a slow season so like mm-hmm. it can become a little meandering and stretched out so yeah i really enjoy the second half of season two i can say that um yeah, yeah so for our rest of our we were talking about the bottom part of our rankings the, the other part pretty similar we both have 5b at one season four at two when we get into those episodes and seasons, like there's, they're just flawless. Like I'm sure we'll talk in detail yeah. about all the great stuff in those seasons when we talk about our episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I have five A. I had a three. I don't like season three as much as most people. Um, once again, I think the second half is fantastic. I when we get into criticisms later, I don't really like. I can just say this now. I don't like the twins that much. The Salamanca twins. I think they're yeah. too cartoonish. They're just too mm-hmm. cartoonish for me. Like. It's just, they don't say a word. It just doesn't feel realistic to, I don't know. Like they are badasses and they're fun to watch, but the fact that they stretch them out over six or seven episodes and they're just, they don't say a word. It's just too cartoonish for me. Um, yeah. I love the resolution <laughs> to it. Like the big uh, gunfight in the parking lot. Like that's a great scene, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the first half of season three that much. I do like some parts of it for sure. Um, I remember the first yeah. episode of season three, isn't that, doesn't Skylar confront him right away? Like yeah, she, she finds out that episode. Yeah, she figures out he's she's like you're a drug dealer. Like that really surprised me that she found out that fast. Like so, I, I enjoyed Skylar a lot more. Like oh, we'll we'll get to the Skylar hate later probably when we talk about characters. <laughs> but yeah. like she gets a lot better for me in season three and four and five. All three of those seasons, I like Skylar, but um, yeah. did not like her in the beginning. But but yeah, that moment in season in the episode one of season three really i like but i don't know once again i can't remember the first half that well i don't love it like i think there's a couple slow ones you could probably talk about some episodes that are good there i just don't remember them as well but as soon as the there is one episode i'll mention in my honorable mentions later on that i love but yeah the second half of season three is great yeah i would i would probably agree that the first few episodes of season three that might be the weakest stretch of breaking bad to be honest really weaker than season two eh? yeah yeah well I just think Walt and Jesse's uh, relationship is more interesting to watch in season two. In the in the yeah. first few episodes of season three, their drama was kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of dull. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously the drama is always good, but like Walt's family drama, his personal preference, probably yeah, the for sure. first, the early episodes of season three are probably one of, some of the weaker batch, batch of episodes. Yeah. But like you said, the second half mm. is incredible. Mm. Um, you said uh, season three was a little cartoonish. Just the just the one subplot, like not the whole season, yeah. but just that one subplot with the, the, those Salamanca twins as characters. I think are yeah. a little cartoonish. I, I, I definitely thing. agree. I definitely agree. But that that was gonna, I was gonna say five A. I thought five A felt a little cartoonish at times too. Maybe not cartoonish. It felt like a little too like Hollywood, like all these epic one liners. And then coming off season four, obviously with Gus's death, they had to go back to the drawing board with the season five A. And it, mm-hmm. it allowed them to do a lot of like creative things too. Like the introduction of Madrigal was obviously cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Walt and Jesse, Walt, yeah, Walt and Jesse having to cook. Um, what was the name? Of, do you remember how uh, they had hazard, to use, like the pest, the, the pest yeah. company? Vaminos pest. Yeah, I that's what thought that was really, 
cool to watch. And the, do, you, do you remember the montages from season 5A? Yeah. Now that uh, I mentioned it, I might put 5A over 3. I might take back what I said. Thinking about season that, 5A. Yeah. In the moment, <laughs> change, that's fine. <laughs> this show is yeah. so good that that'll probably happen to me. But yeah, I, I have 5A ahead of 3. Just, I think it's fantastic. I love 5A. I, when mm -hmm. we, yeah, I guess since we're talking seasons, I can say this now. For me, what's so good about 5A, season 5A is like, it's the rise of Heisenberg. Like it's Walt's rise to power. And that's what makes season 5B so good is it's his downfall. So like the way mm -hmm. they structure season 5 is perfect. It's like yep. 5A is the rise of Heisenberg. Season 5B is the downfall of Heisenberg. So it's just a perfect combination. Yeah. That's why I love 5A. I think every episode's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I agree. 5B definitely makes you appreciate how 5A sent the foundation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. You want to get into episodes now? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So do you have honorable mentions or no? I do have a few honorable mentions. I yeah, think I have too. six or seven. Let yeah, me pull I have up the a list real quick. It's so like before we get into these top ten episodes, this is the hardest one I've ever done for a top ten episodes. Like the way yeah. I do top tens, it's a little weird. <laughs> like what I do is I just look through all the episode titles, like, and then I just kind of like put a star or make a note on like an episode that I think has the potential to make my top ten. Where I'm like, that's a really good episode. So like, mm -hmm. I just make a quick star just to like consider it if it's in consideration for my top ten. For Breaking Bad, there was over twenty that I was like, that's in consideration for my top 10. That's how hard it was to make a top mm -hmm. 10. So like I had to get rid of so many good episodes. So yeah, what are your honorable mentions? We'll get right into it. Yeah, so my honorable mentions are, these are really close too. Um, one Minute, season three, episode seven. That was probably, yeah. that probably came the closest to making the top 10. Uh, it was yep. just the shootout with Hank and the twins. Yep. Um, Dead Freight, season five, episode five. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the train heist episode. Uh, mm -hmm. Todd shoots the kid. Phoenix, season two, episode 12. Um, mm -hmm obviously uh that's where that's one of the biggest episodes that contributed to walt's transformation he let jane die yep <clears throat> granite state the penultimate episode of the series just a really somber episode given the episode that it followed um it's one of the more underrated episodes because it kind of gets it's one of the more because it's that the last four episodes of the series are like a big climax so yeah. granite state falls under the radar a little bit yeah. but i think the ending of that episode's Walt seeing Gretchen and Elliot on Charlie yeah. Rose yeah. and that uh, the, the music plays, I thought that was brilliant. Um, Salute season four, episode 10, Walt yep. poisons the cartel yep. End times season four, episode 12, like, yep. like Granite state, it falls under the radar because it, it's in that four episode climax mm -hmm. and then gliding overall the season five mid season finale where mm -hmm. Walt goes full Godfather and then, Hank yep. finds out while taking a shit. So yeah, yeah, that's this is gonna be good because a lot of your honorable mentions are in my top ten. So we're gonna have more differences because <laughs> if anyone listened to our Game of Thrones one, it's pretty funny how similar our top tens were. This will be a little more varied, which is exciting. <laughs> are any of my honorable mentions your honorable mentions? I will go through mine right now, so we'll find out. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure to be honest. I think they're almost all different. No, there's one that's the same. So yeah, I'll okay. go through my honorable mentions. So I have the pilot as an honorable mention. Like, I think okay. it's a fantastic pilot. Like, one of the best starts to a show I've seen. Like, it really hooked me right away. Uh, I really like the pilot. Yeah. Second honorable mention, I have Better Call Saul, season two, episode eight. I think that's a phenomenal introduction to Saul's <laughs> character. I'm not going to – it actually has nothing to do with the spinoff because I will say one of the reasons I love the spinoff so much – here's my first Better Call Saul reference. One of the reasons <laughs> I love the spinoff so much is I didn't like Saul that much in Breaking Bad. Like, I don't like Saul Goodman in Breaking Bad that much. I think he's really, car mm -hmm. not cartoonish, sorry. He is realistic, but he's not that interesting. Like, he's just there for plot. Like, he's just there to help Walt get out of situations. He does have depth. 
exactly. He has no, he's just there to be funny and to get Walt out of situations. He's smart and he's useful. Um, yeah. He's funny. So I don't think he's that interesting. I don't like Saul that much in seasons three, four, and five. But his introduction episode is fantastic. I love the oh, way yeah. that he's, he's the most interesting in this episode, I'd say, because he intimidates Walt at the end. Like he goes, he finds him at the school and he like, it's the first time where like Walt's got like outsmart, like someone just found him right away. And he kind of like threatens him into becoming his lawyer. So like, I just really liked the way he did that. And then also the scene in the desert, like, that's great. Like when he says like, put a dollar in my pocket, he talks his way out of having a gun to his head. Like he has a gun to his head and he talks his way out of it. So like, that's my favorite Saul episode in the whole show is his first one. Um, yeah. So I have that as an honorable mention. That was hard to that leave That shot out in the desert is really good, by the way. I don't know if you remember the specific still. It was like, they made, like, it was like the purple and red shot. Yeah, yeah, that is a good shot. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah, that, that was a good yeah. shot. Um, yep. But yeah, Better Call Saul is an honorable mention. Hard to put, hard to leave that out. Um, Sunset, uh, season three, episode six. That's an honorable mention for me. That's the one where the big climax where Hank comes to the RV and mm-hmm. uh, you're like, oh shit, what's going to happen? And then Walt does that. One of the worst things I'd say that Walt does. That one's in my top 20. They call Hank and say Marie's in the hospital. That's, that's yeah. It. yeah. 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 So that, that was a big one. Uh, mm-hmm. Half Measures. That's an honorable mention for me. Half Measures. That's the second last one of season three. So yep. big things that stand out for me is Mike's speech. That's the first time Mike becomes really interesting. He has mm-hmm. that speech. And then obviously the ending. <laughs> when Walt yeah. runs over those guys, run. Like that's an iconic moment. Um, Blood Money is an honorable yep. mention for me. So that's season five, episode nine. Uh, the ending scene with Walt and Hank, fantastic scene. So that's an honorable mention. Yep. These, these last two were really hard to leave off. I have Tahajali as an honorable mention. So that's the big climax before we get into the big one. And then mm-hmm. I have Granite State. So that's the, the only one that we both had, I think, was Granite State. Because that's also an honorable mention for me. I yep. love, like you said, the ending of Granite State. Fantastic scene where they use the yep. um, So yeah, a lot of honorable mentions. Uh, so yeah, what do you have at 10? So at 10, okay, so the, the episode I have at number 10, it's actually one of my five favorite episodes, but I feel like story-wise, there's nine episodes that I had to put up ahead of it, just because yeah. this episode isn't really crucial to Breaking Bad, but mm-hmm. this is one of my favorites. But I have it at number 10, Four Days Out, season two, episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like the most visually pleasing episode of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was like the epitome of Walt and Jesse's relationship. It just sums up their relationship entirely. Like you, they go through all stages of the relationship this episode. Yeah. They're like partners in crime and then they're pissed at each other. And then Jesse does something stupid and Walt gets pissed and then Jesse feels bad. That just sums up the show entirely. Yeah. Their relationship's great in that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And we see all stages of the relationship that episode. And then, um, yeah, I said it was really visually pleasing. Uh, it was directed by Michelle McLaren, who you met. Yeah, yeah, I should cool. actually mention that. Yeah, Michelle McLaren, the executive producer, she's an alumni from Queens University, which is where I went to school. Um, yeah. So I met her in a class, and it was really cool. So yeah, the, the, the fact that she directed so many great episodes from Breaking Bad, that was a really cool experience, getting to ask her questions about that. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's cool that she directed. Yeah, I was jealous out. when you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, do you want to say yeah. anything else about that one? Or? Yeah, and then one more thing. I loved the ending to the episode because... Yeah obviously we hear Walt's in remission and we're like, and uh, that seems like it'd be good news at first, but then I love, I love the twist at the end where Walt sees his reflection in the paper towel dispenser punches it out. And a lot of people don't understand the ending for some reason. I thought it was good because obviously Walt, he's been doing all these things because he has nothing to lose and he thought he was dying, but then to find Mm -hmm. out he's actually not dying. Mm -hmm. He has no, uh, 
justification for what he's doing anymore. So yeah, I agree. That's one really of my, powerful ending. I, I like that's that's one of the few moments I'd say in Breaking Bad where they have a subtle character moment that you have to actually think about. I agree. Like, so I agree that that's a great ending. Yeah. Okay, so for me at number ten, I have Salud, uh, season four, episode ten. Um, yep. So this was probably one of my favorite episodes in the whole show on my first watch. Like I was like, I loved that episode when it's like, oh, we're going to Mexico. This is so cool. Like um, on rewatch, it wasn't as good for me. I don't know why. Like I was looking forward to it so much on my rewatch and then it was just kind of underwhelming. It was just like, oh, it's just Gus being a badass. Like that's pretty much what it is. But I still put it in my top 10 just because it's still so fun to watch. And just the change of scenery. It's just cool to be in Mexico. Um, I love, love, love the scene when Jesse cooks for the cartel guys and like he's a little nervous at first and you're like oh mm. shit and then he just like puts them in their place and he's like yo this is my recipe like i know how to cook like you guys suck um, he turns I into love... a blowfish exactly yeah blowfish good reference <laughs> uh and then uh it's just one of the few times in the show when you're rooting for gus so like i just enjoyed that they changed the perspective where it's like we want gus to win like we're rooting for him after mm. we get that brief flashback and like this is the one where he takes over so i just enjoyed that yeah. they changed the perspective there um so yeah, just it, it had to make my top ten. I put it at number ten. It's just just a great episode overall. Uh, enjoyable yeah. to root for Gus. You'll see Gus will be coming up if we do top five characters. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely a good pick for number ten. That one yeah. barely missed. It's probably in like my top thirteen. Yeah, that, so what around do you have that at, area. Yeah, what do you have at nine? Yeah, so number nine, I have season two, episode two, Grilled. Um, mm-hmm. I think this episode ranked so high for me because it's where Breaking Bad really showed how masterclass they are at building tension. So I think that one just stands out because it's one of the early episodes that just like hooks you. Obviously, most people are already hooked by that time, but mm-hmm. they're so good at building tension this episode because we just see Tuco get increasingly pissed throughout the episode and he's, he just gets increasingly agitated mm-hmm. and Walt and Jesse grow increasingly desperate as they run out of, they're about to be taken from their families and taken to Mexico. And then it just ends with a really great climax where Jesse shoots Tuco and then Hank shows up unexpectedly just yeah. a really great episode overall yep yeah that was one that I mentioned when I was before I criticized season two I was like except for that episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's that, that's, that's, one. that's one of the stands out, standouts if not the standout of season two so yeah, it's definitely up sure. there yeah okay so uh my number nine I have um confessions season five episode 11 so mm-hmm. this one I have at number nine in my opinion it's Aaron Paul at his best it's his best acting in the whole show for me Aaron Paul like he he's incredible in the last part of that episode that climax with when he goes to beat up Saul so he starts beating up Saul and he's like it's when he figures out he's about to go start a new life uh with the with the vacuum guy and then he figures Mm -hmm. out I I some people found that unrealistic like I remember hearing that that people were like how did he figure it out so easily like just because he will pickpockets his weed like he wants to smoke weed and then Saul says you can't so then when he leaves he, he gets Huel to take the weed. So people were like, how did he know that that meant the ricin was gone? Like, it makes sense to me that he would figure yeah. that out. Like, I, I just, I love that subtle touch. Because you have to think about it at first. You're like, wait, why? what's going on? Like, why is he not going to go? And then he goes and he starts beating the shit out of Saul. And he like yells at him. He's like, you got Walt to like poison. Like he figures out that Walt poisoned Brock. And his acting yeah. is absolutely amazing. Like, I think that's one of the best acted scenes. And all, like, you can see the pain in his eyes, like how upset he is. And I feel bad for Saul there. I feel like, sorry for the other, another Better Call Saul reference. I feel like that, that's one of the few times you see Jimmy, in my opinion. Like, he's not putting on an act to be Saul. Like, that's where you see Jimmy. Like, he's actually scared and, like, he's trying to talk his way out of it. So I just like that you feel bad for Saul there. And then 
the climax, he starts pouring gasoline in Walt's house. Like, that was one of the best cliffhangers for me in the whole show. I'm just like, what? Like, it ends, and you're just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It ends to- abruptly. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. So, Confessions, definitely up there for me. It's at number nine. Yeah. Yeah. I won't go uh, too much into detail on number eight, because I have Confessions at number eight, oh, actually. See, that always happens back to back. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when we have a really similar taste. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be. So, <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. You could- I'll- I said a lot, but hopefully you can add some stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't think you mentioned this. I don't think you did. You mention uh, Walt's confession tape. Oh my god, I didn't. I That's the best part of it. It's such an elaborate. Oh my god, I forgot about scheme or plan. That's so and it, true. It's so compelling, just like watching it unfold in front of Hank and Marie's eyes and they're just yeah they meet at the restaurant oh my yeah. god I completely forgot about that that's the that's like why it's called confessions <laughs> yeah for any people that have watched the shield I won't spoil it in case like people haven't seen the shield but that yeah, that's that, conf- that confession scene was actually inspired by a scene in the shield oh. I won't go into too much detail that's cool but I might make the shield a higher priority for me then yeah <laughs> I haven't seen it that's cool yeah yeah but yeah that's probably yeah that's a good addition to add to that episode that's plus all the aaron paul stuff that i was saying about jesse yeah, plus all this <laughs> plus all the shit with aaron paul of course yeah, exactly jesse at his best um so that was your number nine that was my number eight so sorry your number eight, eight right you had yeah. confessions one higher so my number eight is one you already mentioned too so i have four days out at number eight um season two episode nine for me i have it so high because it's one of the few self-contained episodes i just like self-contained episodes where like, because so many episodes in most shows, it's just a bunch of different things happening. But I like certain episodes that stand out where it's just like, it's one story and you can kind of just watch it as a beginning to end story kind of thing. So I just enjoy Four Days Out because it's very self-contained and it's very character focused. Like you said, you mentioned how good Walt and Jesse's relationship is. I agree. Um, it's in my, turn, it, in my opinion, it's up there as like the best exploration of Walt and Jesse's relationship in the whole show. Yeah. Um, not only is it funny, like there's funny moments, but it's also just deep, like in how they go through all that together um there's that scene where walt coughs up blood and like jesse feels bad for it like it's just this is the best episode at exploring their relationship and this is the one where you mentioned michelle mcclaren directed right <laughs> yep i actually forgot she directed it but yeah i did yeah. meet her which was really cool that's so, yeah, yeah that's, um, that's sweet yeah what'd you learn uh, for what was that conversation what did that conversation consist of it, it you, wasn't you, that you, interesting i was kind of starstruck <laughs> it was basically there was just a bunch of <laughs> students surrounding her and it was like 20 to 30 of us i was surprised it wasn't a bigger crowd because they literally mentioned in our class of like 100 people they were like yeah michelle mclaren will be coming next week she's an executive producer on, on breaking bad directed multiple episodes directed game of thrones like she had directed game of thrones at that point too yeah um so it was only 20 to 30 of us that showed up i was surprised it wasn't more um but there was just a big group of people just just pestering her with questions. So I was, it was intimidating just to see her because like, I was, but I did ask her one question. I asked her, I was like, what was it like to work with Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston? Did you feel like you had to direct them a lot? Like, how was it directing them or did it all come from them? And she would just gave all the praise to them. She was like, yeah, yeah. when it comes, when, when you're working with actors that good, you don't have to do as much. Like you, it's, it's, she was focusing more on the visuals um i guess and like how she wants the story to be presented and she just mm-hmm. let brian cranston and aaron paul do their thing obviously she yeah. gave them some direction she probably didn't want to tell me but um yeah yeah it's just, that was the one question i asked it was pretty cool to see her mm-hmm. uh, That's that was awesome. yeah that was my number mm-hmm. eight so what do you have at seven so number seven i have uh to hodgley i think that's how you mm-hmm. pronounce it i think that was one of your honorable mentions yeah it was um i think like the first like half an hour half hour of this episode it isn't anything special i almost put this 
episode lower because I think I like mm. four days out better than this episode, for example. Mm. But um, I think the the entire series was building towards Hank arresting Walt in that mm. shootout. And mm. I think that ending, the last 15 minutes is too good to leave it off my top 10. I also really liked the moment. So you know how like Jesse texted Walt the picture of the barrel? Right. That's a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that moment because right before he gets that text message, they're at the car wash when he gets that text message. Walt mm-hmm. takes one last look at his family. He's just glancing at them. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the text message. And that's like the really last good look he got at his family before everything went to shit. So in hindsight, yeah. you don't realize that the first time you watch that episode. But on rewatch, that episode, that little scene, it's a subtle detail that just like punches you in the gut. Yeah, you know what? The more I think about it, that scene, that's like the beginning of his downfall. Because he falls for that trick that Jesse sure and is. Hank, like if that, if he didn't fall for that trick, there's no shootout there. Like that's crazy yeah. to me that yeah. him falling, like he's such a smart guy the entire show. He's always a step ahead of everyone. That's the one time and it's because it's his money. That's why yep. it's the only, yep. that's why it's so perfect. It's his money. That's his downfall mm-hmm. is it, when he, when he has his money threatened, he doesn't think things through as much because it's, a, it's he's such an egomaniac at that point. So that's a really good pick actually. I, I had it as an honorable mention. I, did, I just I don't remember it as well, but that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think the writers had him get caught in the most realistic way possible. What's the one thing that will get Walt, Walt caught? His greed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah de- exactly. definitely agree. So that was your number seven? Yep. Okay, so at seven, I have full measure. So that's the season three finale. Season three, mm-hmm. episode 13. That's my number seven. For me, it's just the tension. Like, the tension in that episode is so good. Just the whole time you think, like, because they're, they're just after – Walt <laughs> that whole time they're, sorry they're after Jesse right Jesse's the one who's hidden after he killed those yeah. guys so and you don't know what's happening and then you that reveal that he's at the laser tag place is a great reveal and then the mm-hmm. last obviously the last 10 minutes just so intense uh, yeah the way that Mike is so shook like I love the look on Mike's face when Walt yeah. says the address when he meets Heisenberg yeah yeah it's so uh, and then like that's one of the also one of the best cliffhangers in the whole show I'm so happy I didn't watch that live could you imagine having to wait a year after after Jesse Shaw Gale, like that's one of the big dude. When I think of cliffhangers, yeah. When I think of cliffhangers in Breaking Bad, that's the one that stands out the most to me. Yeah, like when, yeah. that's a that's the most classic Breaking Bad cliffhanger. Yeah, I'd you say the season with him shooting a dude. Yeah, there's I'd say there's one that I would put higher, but that's definitely up there. Um, I'll get yeah, to that. Off, when the we, when we get to... off the top of my head, there's one that might come. Yeah, closer, but... yeah, I think it's probably the same one. But yeah, full measure, I have it uh, number seven. So what do you have at six? Yeah, so at six, I have half measures. Okay. Um, obviously obviously i think you mentioned this one earlier yeah this was an honorable um, mention for me yeah the two yeah. main things like you said mike's monologue and the and the ending scene where mm. walt runs over the gangbangers um mm-hmm. and then another really good scene is jesse standing up to gus i thought that entire right. conversation was really compelling and then the scene in the bar where um jesse is trying to convince walt to let him kill the gangbangers i thought that was really good dialogue really good tension but yeah yeah yep. besides that nothing too much to add that's yep. comes at number six yeah so for me at number six this might be a bit of a surprise but i have the series finale felina i have it at number six so that, that might be a little low for some people but so felina the series finale is number six for me it's just a perfect ending the only reason i have it slightly lower is just, i'm not criticizing the finale of breaking bad it's perfect for me it's just, it was slightly predictable. Like you yeah. just, you know, after Granite State ends, okay, he's going to go kill Uncle Jack and get his money back. And that's exactly what happens. So that, that's the only reason this series finale doesn't rank higher. 
you kind of know what's going to happen. It doesn't shock you like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming. Like, no, like, you know, he's going to go to Uncle Jack and get some money. And that's exactly what happens. And it's still a phenomenal. My favorite part, actually, I think is the Gretchen and Elliot part in the beginning. That's my yeah. favorite part of the last episode. Like the way he, the way he manip- manipulates them into giving his money to his family. So that's my yeah. favorite part of the series finale. Obviously, the climax is great, too. But that's why mm-hmm. I have series finale at number six. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely uh you can definitely like the the show's only going in one trajectory, so you could like unless they pulled off something completely out of the blue. It yeah. it, it was pretty clear where the show was going. Yeah. But yeah. Um so we're so on to number 5, my number, yeah, 5. You're, you're number yeah. 5. Yeah. Uh yeah, I have full measure at number 5, season 3 right. finale. Another one yeah. you mentioned. Um Yeah. I think th- this episode is pretty underrated in terms of its cinematography. I thought the lands, you know, the opening conversation between Walt and Gus right yeah um i thought those landscape shots were like absolutely brilliant obviously the tension's always there because you know walt is fighting for jesse's life the entire episode trying to keep jesse alive and it just comes to like a roaring climax at the end when they have to go kill uh what's the name gail yeah yeah and they kill gail and like you said i'm repeating so many things because we we like so many aspects similar yeah. aspects about the episode but um the look on mike's face okay. yeah yeah um okay so that was your what <laughs> that was number five number so five we're on to your number five now yeah so my number five um i have gliding overall so that's season five episode eight um mm-hmm. that's the five a finale so i think mm-hmm. you might have mentioned this earlier but montages yeah. so for me this automatically gets number five because i'm a huge fan of Vince Gilligan, his shows and their montages. I think they do some of the best montages. Like, obviously, sorry for another Better Call Saul reference. That's great, mon- great montages in Better Call Saul too. But yeah. this is this is this episode has the two best montages in all of Breaking Bad, in my opinion. Um, yep. So it has the one in jail where uh, he gets rid of all the guys in jail and all those shots of his watch. So perfect the way it's edited with his watch, the ticking mm-hmm. time. And then it cuts to all the murders. It's pretty brutal, <laughs> all the murders in jail. Yeah. Uh, so that montage, oh, is, that montage is my second favorite. But my, my favorite montage on the whole show is the one that comes after, I think. Um, and it's, it's like three minutes. It's pretty brief. And it's like, this is, the, this is Heisenberg's empire. Like it shows, this is the highest point of Walt's power. And it just yep. shows how they keep taking different houses. It shows him cooking with Todd. It shows all the money that's going to Skylar. Like she has to keep getting rid of putting somewhere, putting the money away. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's the height of Walt's power. And I just love that montage. I forget the song. It's like crystal blue persuasion. I think is the yep. name of the song. It's, it's such a good montage. I love that montage. So for me, and then obviously I didn't even mention the ending. So you said cliffhanger wise for me, this is the best cliffhanger in the whole show. Oh, it's, duh. It's Hank on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Hank on the toilet. That's the only one that's better than the Gill one in my opinion. Cause that one I did have to wait for because I, I binged the first time I binged Breaking Bad was at the end of 5A. So I watched 5B live, but that 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 was such a long wait because it's like he just figured out who all was. Like that's the best cliffhanger. He's on the, on the toilet too. It's just perfect. Yeah. I also like, uh, do you know how like they're all sitting by Walt's pool, the whole family, everything's all good. Mm, yeah. It feels, Everyone... it feels like the calm before the storm, really. Exactly. It is the calm before the storm. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so at number four, I have Felina, series finale. Um, right. You had it at number six, correct? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so we had, we had it around the same range. Um, I think uh, the only criticism of the episode is that it's predictable, like you said, but mm-hmm. I think it still works. It's still really satisfying despite it being, it being an expected outcome. 
Um, but it's the most bittersweet episode of the series for me, hands down. I thought it's the only episode of the show where I cried. I thought the baby blue ending, it got me, it got me choked up quite a bit. Yeah. So I think the final conversation between Walt and Skyler or uh, Walt, that's perfect. Perfectly executed. The conversation between Gretchen and, and Elliot and Walt, just the overall the execution of this episode was as perfect as the execution of the series as a whole. So I thought the end of the show yeah. as perfectly as they could. Yeah, he, Maybe a little know, too neatly. They could have been a little more bold, but I thought it still worked. It was yeah. a, a satisfying experience. You know what? I forgot about that scene. The one you just brought up with Walt and Skyler, that yeah. scene, that's making me regret <laughs> putting Felina a little too low. Like you, you I almost put it at number two. Yeah, like that scene. I, if we're doing it, we're not going to do top five scenes because it just it gets a little repetitive. But if we were, that would be my top five scenes. Walt and Skyler, I did it for me. Like that is the most satisfying thing to hear. And yep. like, that's my favorite Skylar scene in the whole show, probably. Like the way it wraps mm-hmm. up her character too. Like, cause she, the whole series, this, we'll get into the Skylar hate later, but like, <laughs> it's always, I'm, this is for the family. This is for the family. And then not only does he say, I did it for me. He's like, I liked it. I was good at it. Like, that's the most satisfying dialogue for me. Like, I, I think that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole show. Yeah. And it's, yeah. The most vulnerable and truthful Walt has ever been. And it was like, we always see him. It yeah. was really nice to see him in like yeah. that humble state. Yeah. Earlier, I said my favorite scene in the finale was Gretchen and Elliot. I, I changed that. <laughs> it's it's Walt and Skyler yeah. scene. <laughs> Good point for bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was what number yeah. was that for you? That was the finale. <laughs> it, that was that was number four. Um, I just want to. Yeah. Go ahead. Just real quick. Um, Sorry. Um, basically, from number two to number four, it's all interchangeable. So like number four could have just as easily been number two, but. Yeah. I'll say that for my top two. My top two are interchangeable. But okay. <laughs> uh, so that was we're your number four, your, right? Yeah, we're at your number four now. Yeah, so my number four is, I think this was an honorable mention for you. So I, I have this way higher than you. Uh, I have Dead Freight <laughs> at number four. Uh, right. So this is season five, episode five. And I think you're right that in terms of like, uh, you said something about 5A where it's like more cinematic or something. Like it's more I like it's More Hollywood. Yeah, more Hollywood. So I agree. This is the most Hollywood episode. But mm-hmm. I have it so high because of just the experience watching it. It's one of my favorite ones that I watched for the first time. Like I said, I didn't love Breaking Bad that much on my first watch. This episode, mm-hmm. though, on my first watch is probably my favorite experience ever. Like, just the way I, – I think my favorite part is the opening scene with the kid. Yeah. It's just like, why is he here? You're so confused by that scene. You're like, why, why is this kid – what's this have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. Like, and they do that a lot well, but I think they do it the best in this episode because – you completely forget about that scene for the rest of the episode because a lot oh, of the it goes other, out of your mind completely. Exactly, a lot of the other episodes when they do that, your that scene is always in your head. The opening, you're like, when are they going to resolve it? But this episode is so good that you forget about the kid. <laughs> it's so just, wild that you, yeah, that's not what you're you're not thinking about some kid on a dirt bike. You're thinking about them robbing a fucking train. Exactly, there's so <laughs> much good stuff in that episode you completely forget. So I'll just go into like the train stuff, the train heist. That is, like, the most suspenseful, like, thrilling experience for me. Like, you can nitpick it. You can say it's unrealistic. Sure. I love that sequence. I, it's just so well put together. Um, mm. I like Bill Burr. Bill Burr's in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I enjoy him. And just, like, the way it's put together, man, like, it's such a good experience. The way Jesse and Walt pull that off. And, like, Todd. So, yeah. another the editing is incredible. The editing, yeah. The ending, like, so you have no idea why they show that opening with a the kid. They pull off the heist. You're so excited. You're like, they did it. Jesse has this classic, like, yeah, bitch. Like, it's just so exciting. Yeah. You're like, yeah, they did it. And then the kid shows up and you're just like, oh, shit. 
what's what are they going to do and you're like while you're thinking that what i love so much about the ending you're thinking in your head what are they going to do this is going to be a tough decision what are they gonna, and then todd just shoots them like you have yeah. no time to like think as through. you're thinking about you don't have time to process it exactly like, just um, as just as walt walt and jesse we're kind of like walt the viewers like walt and jesse walt and jesse are thinking okay what are, what are we going to do and then out of nowhere todd just fucking shoots the exactly. kid exactly you're just thinking what is what are walt and jesse gonna do and todd's just so irrelevant at that point you're just like oh it's just this nice guy helping them that's all you think about todd at that point just this mm-hmm. nice guy who's gonna help them and then boom he does that <laughs> like i've never seen a character change so much in a split second like he just yeah. pulls out his gun and shoots him. i'm just like what like that just shook me like and i was like that and it made the whole episode that much more brilliant like it wasn't just a hollywood ride when you have that ending for me because it's like everything went perfectly you're satisfied and then it's a disaster in the end. They kill the kid. There's always consequences. Exactly. Like that's the great think, thing about Breaking Bad. Nothing's inconsequential, really. Yeah, yeah. Everything has consequences. Exactly. I just think it's a brilliant ending, with a brilliant opening scene. Such a suspenseful episode that it's it's number four for me. I know that's really high, but it's my fourth favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's a definitely a good pick for number four. At number three, I have Crawl Space. Mm. Um, this episode reminds me of to Hajali a little bit because like the first 35 minutes is just like good Breaking Bad. It's not great Breaking Bad. It's just, mm. it's a good Breaking Bad episode. But then the last 15 minutes just elevates the tension completely and everything goes to shit. Shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. It's probably like the most terrifying sequence in the show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree, but it's the most terrifying sequence in the show for me. Um, mm-hmm. From the moment Walt and Gus are out in the desert all the way to the end of the episode, it's just the most thrilling and fucking chaotic shit ever mm-hmm. obviously gus is terrifying he tells walt he'll kill his entire family and mm-hmm. do you know how in the season three finale we're not sure if gus ordered the hit on that kid gus right. denies it. gus denies it and we as the audience are like okay maybe maybe the gangbangers acted alone and gus didn't give the order mm-hmm. and it's kind of ambiguous up until crawl space where gus says he'll kill walt's family and we're like, okay, yeah, this dude definitely killed that kid back in season three. I didn't even think about that. Why Why would he kill the kid, though? Like The, the because, kid? Yeah, because they had to get rid of him. Right. They weren't using children anymore. Yeah. But, but he Gus know- can't just let a kid leave the business knowing that much. Yeah, so, you're right. It just makes me confused, though, because that he would know that's going to piss just off like, Jesse. Because he says to Jesse, no more. Like, he would know that's going to piss off Jesse. But I think you're right, actually, because the risk of that kid knowing things so you're right right yeah. maybe he had other plans for jesse maybe he had plans to get rid of jesse too who knows no i yeah. doubt that because they kind of resolved that conflict but um yeah that's something i didn't think about though actually to think about that that in crawl space it kind of confirms that he ordered the hit that's a good point. yeah yeah and that that that's something that you realize on multiple rewatches it's not like something that clicks right away on a first that's not what you're, you're thinking about walt's family dying you're not thinking about something that happened in season three but um yeah and then obviously the actual crawl space scene is just yeah, yeah. perfection. Everyone, I don't have to go into too much detail about yeah. that because I want I want to be saying anything that anyone else hasn't said about that scene. So yeah, yeah, we can just go on to year number three now. Yeah, well, you don't need to say too much on that because I have crawl space at three. <laughs> so there you go. I'm assuming we have uh, the same top two as well then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought the top three would be similar, but the, I, we had a good amount of differences in our first half. But yeah, so for me, I have crawl space at three. Um, the ending scene alone, like the tension, the sound design. I have to mention that, like yep. the, the the beating sound that happens yep. when he's in the crawl space and he finds out that, uh, where's the money? Like, oh, that's such a good scene. Where's yeah. the money? 
It's terrifying. The sound design kicks in. It's so intense. So scary. He starts laughing like a maniac. Marie calls. I love your style. I I love the touch of Marie calling at the same time. Like the way Marie calls and you hear her voice on the voicemail and and she's like, they're coming to kill Hank. And she starts panicking. Combined. It adds to the chaos. Exactly. Combined (laughs) with Walt laughing. It's just so, it's, I think if you're going scenes, it's number one almost. Like it, that, that could be number one for scenes, but it's number three in terms of the episode. Because as you said, I don't actually remember the first half of the episode. <laughs> I just remember that ending scene and it elevates it to number three. That's how good it is. Like that, and and I, I do remember the scene before with Saul. That's a great scene when he goes I was to about Saul to mention that. and he's like, yep. he has to call the vacuum guy like that, and he realizes he needs money and he's he's actually gonna go through with disappearing like that. That's such a great moment. And um, they're acting. That's like that's some of Brian Cranston's and. Um, yeah. And uh, Bob Odenkirk's stuff yeah, right there. I agree. They're both great in that scene. So, yeah, we have the same number three. Uh, what's your order? Like, just go I through have, your top two. I have Face Off at number two, and I have Ozymandias at number one. Yeah, so this might be controversial. I have the opposite order. I know everyone says Ozymandias is the best. And I, I <laughs> before I talk about why I have Face Off higher, I'll just say these two episodes are perfect television. Like, I think that's as good as TV ever gets for both of these. Mm-hmm. Like, both of them are on. They're equal. It's, it's a preference thing why I have Face Off higher. Um, yeah. so for me it's just one reason it doesn't knock Ozymandias at all I think Ozymandias it's just it is a little annoying for me I don't know why like I, it's a very minor nitpick it's kind of slightly annoying to me that everyone says Ozymandias is the that's like that's the one everyone talks about and Face Off just doesn't get as much recognition um, it makes sense <laughs> though because I guess Ozymandias it's just a bigger climax but I have Face Off higher for one reason just the rewatchability like Ozymandias, it's too emotionally draining. Like I don't want to rewatch it. It's just too emotionally draining. Face Off right. is less so. It's just more of a thrill ride from start to finish. So I just enjoy watching Face Off more. In terms of quality, they're equals in my opinion. But yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Face Off is Face Off is so great because it's both a climax and a conclusion. Like you mm-hmm. get the climax and the fall and the falling action and the yeah. resolution, everything in one episode. Whereas Ozymandias is just a pure climax for yeah. an hour straight. So yeah. I definitely agree. I think Face Off is like the most. Uh, the only thing missing is the character drama. We we just kind of see things unfold, but there's nothing yeah. like as a well-rounded episode. It just it works really well. And obviously that montage at the end where uh, Black by Danger Mouse plays. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that reveal is insane, and it's yeah. just perfect filmmaking. That ending reveal is perfect filmmaking. Yeah, I with thought the it plan. was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say one more thing about Face Off. Actually, just. Um, really underrated moment in Face Off, in my opinion. Like, everyone talks about the big stuff. Like, obviously, Gus's death scene, great. The reveal with the plant. Uh, Walt calling Skylar, I won. Like, there's a lot of great stuff. But really underrated part of that episode that I love, that, like, barely anyone talks about, is the montage of, not really a montage, I guess, but it kind of is, of Walt and Jesse blowing up the lab. And, like, that music, the really fast guitar. I don't know the name of that song, <laughs> but the really fast guitar. That is one of my favorite moments in the episode. It's just so satisfying the way it's edited and the way it's coordinated. Like there's a part where Walt and Jesse, they walk up and they throw their gloves at the same time. And it's just mm-hmm. so satisfying. I don't know yeah. why. I just love that moment. With it's a classic guitar. badass scene. Yeah. The way they put together that moment of them burning down the lab. It's just perfectly edited. One of my favorites like moments in that episode. And no one really talks about that moment as much. Right. Yeah. But um, for Ozymandias, the reason I put it, put it ahead of Face Off is just how do i even where do i even start okay so (laughs) all all the payoffs everything has been building towards this moment walt hank dies obviously it's the that last moment between walt and hank is beautiful i think Mm -hmm. it's beautiful 
And then Walt tells Jesse that he killed Jane. Just Jesse's already devastated as is. He's about to be kidnapped and turned to a slave. Like mm-hmm. on top of Walt putting that news. And then the episode's like a fever dream, dude. <laughs> and then yeah. Walt goes, Walt, and probably the best scene in this show for me is probably the fight at the house. I think that's like the climax of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think this is the most well-acted episode of the show, actually. I thought this is Brian Cranston at his best. Uh, the mm-hmm. phone call between mm-hmm. him and Skylar. This is another moment that's actually uh, misunderstood by a lot of Breaking Bad fans. Uh, yeah, yeah. Walt isn't actually being as cruel to Skylar as we think. He's not actually meaning everything he says. He's mm. saying all these things because he knows he knows the police are listening. He's trying to protect her, yeah. He's trying to protect her. He's trying to make it seem as if she hasn't been an accomplice for the past three seasons, and he mm-hmm. gets her off the hook. And as much as a, of a piece of shit as, as Walter has been throughout the entire show, that was one of his more uh, redeeming moments. Mm. Yeah. And it start, it's the start of his redemption arc because in the following two episodes, he gets a really good redemption arc. And I think it yeah. it started with that phone call. It's the most he could, it's the least he could do in that situation. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of good stuff you hit on. Yeah. I mentioned, I can't remember which scene that I said was guaranteed top five. Oh yeah. I was saying top five scenes guaranteed would be in the finale when Walt and Skylar, when he says I did it for me. So right along with that scene for me is the one you just mentioned, the one at the house like when everything goes to shit that's top five scene for me as well it's the climax of the whole story when he realizes he's lost his family because the whole thing was it was for his family i mean even though at that point he's completely an egomaniac it's when he actually realizes like the whole time he still thinks it's for his family like he's kind of in denial on that but i think that's the moment where he realizes he's lost them like that's it like (laughs) my family hates me I'm done. <laughs> yep. And like, it's just so well acted. Like you said, yeah, I agree. Best, per- best performance in the whole show from Brian Cranston and Anna Gunn who plays Skylar, like both mm-hmm. of them. That's their best work. Um, that scene just, I was sweating the first time I watched it. Like, it's like, it's so heavy that like, I think that's what I, why I have face up higher when I say this episode's too emotionally draining. That scene's mm-hmm. just, I don't like watching it again. It's just too intense. Like it's so yeah. hard to watch that scene. Um, Right. And the way she takes the knife out. And, like, I actually had a feeling Walter Jr. might get stabbed. Like, <laughs> when yep. he comes and that, tackles. That was the biggest worry. Yeah, it's like, what if, what if they hurt Walter Jr.? Yeah, that, that was brutal. Um, and when Walt says, what the hell is wrong with you? We're a family. Yeah, we're a family. That's, like, some oh. of his best acting, too. Yeah, yeah. And when he says, um, I tried to save him. They're like, oh, yeah. Hank. I tried to save Man, Brian Cranston kills that. I, get, I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene is something special. I Once again, though. Face Off and Ozymandias for me are equals. That's that's what it is. Whereas everyone else says Ozymandias is better. That's mm-hmm. the only reason I have Face Off higher, I guess, is I, I just want to stand up for it and say it's just as good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though, in my opinion, you, you made some good points about there's not yeah. as much character. I barely have Ozymandias ahead of it. I think Ozymandias yeah. is a little better, but I, yeah. in terms yeah. of rewatchability, I can definitely understand. Yeah, Face-off. and you, I you think... made a good point about how Ozymandias has more character stuff. That's true. There's not that many like deep character moments in Face Off, but mm-hmm. it's just a start to finish. I think a big part, I, I'm a I'm a bigger fan of Walt versus Gus like than anything else in the show. Mm-hmm. Like Walt versus Gus is probably my favorite like start to finish because it's so unique in the way that they never see each other in season four. Like that's what's so cool about it to me. It's like he sees True. him in box cutter, obviously in box cutter, he sees Walt because he, he scares the shit out of them. Yep. And then Gus just never sees Walt for the rest of the season until crawl space. And then he's, he like threatens him in crawl space. So face off is just, it's the conclusion of one of my favorite stories. Whereas I didn't like Hank that much in the first four seasons. Like, I liked him. I liked Hank Schrader. 
he was never mm-hmm. a favorite character until season five. Like he gets amazing in season five. Right. But, so I guess I just prefer Walt versus Gus than Walt versus Hank. Even, actually, I mean, it's hard to say that actually. Well, the Walt, Walt versus Hank, Hank is a more like, it's yeah. more satisfying to watch because it's like, oh, Hank finally found out. It's really cool. But yeah, you I know what? The emotional stakes are higher. That's a good point. The, the emotional stakes are higher, but in terms of like plot structure, I agree that Gus versus Walt was better structured from a storytelling yeah. standpoint. That's, I so think I, that's what it is. It's yeah. just, yeah. I just love Face Up just as much as Ozymandias. They're pretty much equals. That's all. They're equals for me. Right. Yeah. One more good thing I want to uh, add about Ozymandias. I don't know if you caught this. So do you know how in the very the, in the pilot episode, Walt's pants fly off the RV? Yeah, yeah. So do you know where I'm going with this? I think so. Isn't there a shot of his pants or something? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. Walt's rolling the barrel through the desert after Hank is gets shot, uh, he, he goes past the pair of the pants. The pants did a cameo which i thought was pretty cool yeah a nice callback and then oh another thing um the cold open i i like that little flashback right, obviously right. it kind of takes you out of it because okay aaron paul looks like nothing like season one aaron paul right yeah here. they look older yeah yeah he gained a little weight i think <laughs> yeah, throughout the yeah. show so yeah, I, like he clearly doesn't look like young aaron paul but it's still a nice little flashback yeah that's a good scene yeah and then, okay yeah. um yeah, I think that's good. So do a, go ahead and do a recap of your top 10. We don't, we don't need to do honorable mentions. We both had too many. So what, yep. what do you have for 10 to 1? Go for it. Yeah, so 10 to 1, I have Four Days Out at number 10. I have Grilled at number 9. I have Confessions at number 8. I have Tohajali at number 7. I have Half Measures at number 6. I have Full Measure at 5. I have Felina at 4. Crawl Space at 3. Face Off at 2. And Ozymandias at 1. Yeah, so I had... Um, Salute at 10, Confessions at 9, Four Days Out at 8, Full mm-hmm. Measure at 7, Felina at 6, Gliding Overall at 5, Dead Freight at 4, Crawl Space at 3, Ozymandias at 2, Face Off at 1. Even though Ozymandias is just as good as Face Off. But <laughs> I just want to clarify that again before That's... Breaking Bad fans go, why is Ozymandias not <laughs> your number one? Like, I just could see that coming. because Face Off are... is your number one. Yeah, people are obsessed with Ozymandias, so I just want to clarify. It's just as good as Face Off. I just prefer Face Off. That's all. Mm-hmm. Just more rewatchable. That's the only reason. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention the Fly episode because neither of us had that in our top 10. So, like, do you, do you like – like, I know a lot of people hate that episode. A lot of people love it. Like, what, what do you think about the Fly episode? Um, yeah, it barely just missed my honorable mentions, but I, I personally love that episode. It's, it's probably, yeah. like, one of my top 20 favorites, but it just missed honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I'm kind of like, sometimes I love that episode, and then sometimes I'm just like, eh. Like, it's just like, it is annoying, because the story of Breaking Bad is so good, that, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of annoying that for a full episode, they don't progress the story. But at the same time, when you, if you look at it just as an episode, it's like, it's pretty much as good as it gets for, like, that right. type of episode, like a bottle episode, I guess is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, I get what you mean. Yeah, that you love it that much. Like, I didn't really consider it for my honorable mentions, to be honest. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's yeah it's one of those episodes that are like masterfully made but it's like the timing like where it's at in that season yeah yeah it does happen a little late in the season that's true that's probably yeah. why i don't like it as much actually because like it's just starting to get good and then mm-hmm. you have a full episode it's just they're in the lab the entire time <laughs> yeah because yeah, it happened shortly after um hank was shot and the entire point right. of the episode was like to show walt's guilt his guilt over Jane. I, I agree that like mm-hmm. the timing of that was maybe weird. Like, why are they showing that now? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. There's some good stuff. Like you mentioned um, four days out. We both had four days out in our top 10, which is like a bit of a surprise. Yeah. Cause like, it's not rated that highly, but how like it's so character focused. So like, I guess technically flies pretty character focused too. Like if you're going for like 
best explorations of their relationship like that's probably up there but mm-hmm. it's just like yeah i don't know there, there's some good stuff like you said the guilt about jane that's true yeah yeah and like i think the fly kind of resembles walt's guilt and then right. we also see that fly appear later shortly after i think it was the kid was killed mm-hmm. in in dead freight but the next right. episode we see the fly and we see walt he doesn't show like too much remorse over that but like he still feels some guilt to an extent i guess we can get into character rankings right you have, you have top five characters Go yeah ahead. i do i have two honorable mentions i have some breaking bad too. doesn't have like a breaking bad doesn't have like a huge yeah. amount of characters it's yeah. a pretty tight think of, core group of characters when you think about our first deep dive doing game of thrones this is a much yeah. more it's only focused on a few people in breaking bad so there's not near as many characters to talk about yeah. I also, I want to mention, I think that's why it makes Breaking Bad is so easily, it's so easy to get invested in the characters because yeah. it's such a small group of characters and everyone knows yeah. each other for the most yeah. part. And you just really go, co- you, it's like a family, you grow co- uh, close with all of them. So yeah, I think it's sure. pretty, I just wanted to say that before I go yeah. into my favorite characters. Um, so my two honorable mentions, uh, I actually have Skylar as an honorable mention. I don't, love her as like in terms of likability i don't it's like oh i love scabber so much but i think she's a good character and mm-hmm. i think she 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 comes really cool throughout the show like mm-hmm. she's really smart like when she tricks she tricks the dude from the irs she just plays dumb yeah. i thought that was really brilliant on her part yeah yeah that's a good she's story. a really good storyteller i remember in season one she mentioned she was she wanted to write a story or she was writing a book or something and i think they mm-hmm. made use of that little detail as the story mm-hmm. went on because she's a really good storyteller she makes up mm-hmm. the gambling lie it's a really mm-hmm. elaborate plan yeah i really like that stuff yeah and i think i think they just made great use of her character as the show went on obviously she's a character that gets on your nerves at times but at the same time you can kind of sympathize with her here mm-hmm. and there but mm-hmm. she's really unlikable at sometimes she's mm-hmm. really insufferable mm-hmm. and then Saul, he's an honorable mention obviously mm-hmm. um having seen better call saw he would maybe rank higher but if we're talking strictly breaking bad mm-hmm. better call saw aside he probably doesn't yeah. make the top five just because yeah. he's his sole purpose is comedic relief yeah i don't even have him in my honorable mentions like i just don't like saw in breaking bad <laughs> like for me better call saw is so impressive because i didn't like him in breaking bad and they mm-hmm. turned this they turned this one note he's likable i'll admit that he's likable so i get why you have him in his honorable mentions but yeah i i as a character is enjoyable but he's not interesting like and that's what's so good about better call Saul is they take a character i didn't like and they turn him into complex tragic and deep character and we that's too much better call Saul talk so yeah. we'll, we'll get into that later no i agree i agree completely and we just don't see that side of him in breaking yeah. bad so breaking which is bad, the- he's just a, he's a cartoon a little bit like he's, yep. uh, he's a realistic cartoon because there, there are lawyers like that that just crack jokes and shit but. yeah that's actually why i like breaking bad because like it's not the wire levels of realism yeah. but i I love those little like cartoony aspects because they yeah. work in terms of in, as far as like the tone and storytelling goes it works yeah i think like, those that's, cartoony moments work so. yeah that's a good point because that's a good counter argument to me saying that the cousins are cartoonish <laughs> like the solid monk cousins i think you're right that even though everyone would admit they're cartoonish i think most people don't care because it fits for this show it just works for this show like as a cartel character like and you already had tuco who's friggin' insane. So like, I do think it's a nice contrast to Tuco when you think about it, <laughs> that they yeah. just don't talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, so what's your, what's your next character? So yeah, uh, now that one. we're getting to my top five, I, Skylar and Saul were my honorable mentions. Um, yeah. Number five, I have Mike. So mm-hmm. 
and this is obviously strictly Breaking Bad. If we're talking Better Call Saul, obviously yeah. he gets a lot more. De- he's pretty. Yeah. He has a fair amount of depth in Breaking Bad, but he's in Better a, Call Saul, they. I would say, yeah, I would say Mike's a better character in Breaking Bad than Saul. Yeah. Is. yeah, 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 yeah. Than Saul for sure, because um, we still see like some of his. We see more of his empathetic side from here and there. We see like a little bit of his granddaughter in Breaking Bad. Mm. I think mm. season five A is the best. Um, is the best version of Mike that we saw. That's where they really fleshed him out the most. Mm. Probably because he was going to die that season. So like, okay, let's build this guy up a little more. For sure. But yeah, he's just, he's just a lovable grandpa in season five, dude. So at number four, I have Gus. He's arguably my favorite TV villain of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, not saying he doesn't have depth, but we don't get too much backstory. We don't spend too much time with him on a personal level. Like the only time we really see backstory is that Hermanos episode or yeah. with him and Don Eladio, but yeah. just his presence, his yeah. presence adds so much to the show. And mm-hmm. he's, I think, um, Don Carlo yeah. Esposito, yeah. he knocks it out of the park because he's yeah. nothing like Gus in real life. Obviously he's obviously a really yeah. like fun and charismatic guy where Gus is just stone cold. Yeah. Yeah. Great actor. And I think just his presence to the show, he was a great addition to the show. So he comes in at number four. Uh, yep. At number three, I have Hank, mm-hmm. and I know you said you didn't love him up mm-hmm. until season season For five me. is where you really started liking him. Yeah, um, yeah, I really love. I think Hank has the third best arc in the show, third best character arc in the show, hands down. Yeah. Um, he starts out as the as this like masculine comedic relief, and he turns mm-hmm. into this like complex tragic hero with his mm-hmm. own trials and tribulations. His story arc from start to finish was incredible. Mm. Yeah, he just thing. faced faced so many hardships and yeah, he overcame so much shit. Did a lot of yeah. self reflecting. I feel like and yeah. just became one of the best characters on yeah. the show. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that I would put money on the fact that I can guess your top two. <laughs> right? I think it's too I think, easy. I don't I think, think there's it's anyone a, out there who would have a different top two. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a safe bet to say I have Jesse at two and Walt yeah. at one. In yeah. terms of likability, yeah. um, Jesse is more likable than Walt. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'll get into that real quick. So I have Jesse at number two. Um kind of just starts out as this moron he's a lovable yeah. moron early yep, on he gets sure. on your nerves from here and there but he's still pretty lovable and innocent mm-hmm. kid yeah. but i the, what makes his arc so great is we see jesse grow up he's mm-hmm. this kid that grows up mm-hmm. obviously he's a late bloomer because he's mm-hmm. 25 when we first see him and he's still a kid though mm-hmm. but we see him grow up and it's just really even though he always maintains that like that childlike presence even when he does grow up mm-hmm. he still has like that that childlike personality but Seeing Jesse grow up is like one of the best story arcs ever. Yep. And I think yep. he's the second best character on Breaking Bad. Um, a lot of people say he's the moral compass of Breaking yep. Bad. It's true. Yeah. Um, given the shit he does, obviously that can be, I don't know. I think but it's like, accurate. <laughs> his, cir- his circumstances for why he does those things are understandable. Like yeah. Walt basically forces him to do those things. So it's yeah. not all yeah. his fault. Exactly. He has no choice. He's going to die. So he has yeah. to do it. Yeah. I'd say he is the moral compass of the show just based on how, the things they do actually affect him. <laughs> yeah. Whereas for Walt, he's not affected. Whereas as the viewer, we sympathize way more with Jesse because he's actually yeah. affected by the things that they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to talk about this when we get to your list, but uh, what season do you think uh, is the best version of Jesse? Because I like season four Jesse. That's a good pick. Best version of Jesse. I like season I think, four Jesse because we yeah. see him. It's the aftermath of Gal, and we see PTSD, and it's just a really 
when he's throwing that's all those parties, right? Yeah, and he yeah. just wants he can't be left alone. Yeah, yeah, that's a good arc for him. I agree. But then that's the season where he really grows up. Mike and Gus take him under his wing, and it's just yeah. amazing yeah. to watch. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, and and then um and then at number one I have uh Walt. Obviously, um he has the greatest. He has the he's the center of the show. He's the yeah. central focus about, of the, the show. The whole show's about him. Like I don't exactly. see anyone anyone out there who if you're saying likable characters, sure. But anyone out there who says Walter White is not the best character in the show, I'm exactly. sorry. Like I, I would have to disagree with you. Like I'd put up an argument. Like it's <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, he's the it's, best character arc on the show. The he's show is about him. It's all about him. Like yeah. he's the center of the story. He is the best character on the show. He's the most well written character. He's the most morally complex. Yep. He's the most – this is subjective, but he's probably the most entertaining to watch. When he goes yeah, into, like – I agree. When he's – oh, I sound like a fucking Heisenberg fanboy, but when he's in Heisenberg <laughs> mode, he's, he, he's so entertaining to watch. It's okay. even it's, though, you've earned it. <laughs> yeah. You've done, you've done enough analysis to just enjoy the badass side of him now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't love the badass? Yeah. The, like, the action sequences and, and the Heisenberg and wait, moments. Yeah, and down. all time. You don't even have to just say in this show. Like, in terms of all-time characters, he's one oh, of Oh, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. probably in, like, my top three. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then I think the most insufferable version of White is season five A because he's in full Heisenberg mode yeah. for eight episodes. His ego is on another level. When he's just he's just being such an asshole to Mike. Like yeah. Mike, Mike and Walt's tension in five A is just it's just really I'm, well executed. It's so well done. Yeah, I, I hate that's we're, we're we're talking about Walt, so I can say this now. But yeah, that's the moment I hate Walt the most is when he kills Mike. Like yep. that's just so unnecessary. So just like it's just it's just reasons of i'm an asshole that's the only reason yeah. he does. there's no justification other than i don't like this guy because i'm a dick like and he, and he actually he actually puts up an argument towards me and i don't like that anyone who disagrees with me deserves to die like that's yep. what makes it so ugh. and watching better call Saul too and learning all the shit mike goes through in better call Saul, and he just gets killed yep. by walt for no reason so went away it's like you're watching better call Saul. it's like <laughs> Walt has killed all these characters. They're all dead because of Walt. <laughs> yeah, everyone always says that. Yeah. yeah. Except for Saul. Saul. That's, yeah, that's too much True. of Saul talk. But. <laughs> he owns a Cinnabon in Omaha. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll deep dive. Can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, what's your top five? Okay, yeah, 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 for sure. So mine are, <laughs> I have the exact same five characters, just a different order. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, I'll do my honorable mentions first. I also have Skylar as an honorable mention. Um, for me... The hate for Skylar, I agree with for the first two seasons. Like the first two seasons, it's totally focused on Walt's journey and Walt's side of the story. Just the resistance she puts up. She's just really, really annoying. She's not a bad person. She's just annoying. And that's why people hate her so much. She's just annoying. Yep. She's always putting up questions and just being a nagging wife, which is understandable. She's justified mm -hmm. in doing that, but it doesn't make her any less annoying. But yep. for me, I mentioned the scene, season three, episode one, when she finds out he's a drug dealer. For me, that's that's when she gets to become an interesting, likable character. She becomes likable at points. Like for me, I love her in seasons three to five. Like I, she, I think she's a great character. There's so many good Skylar moments I could list, like for me. Um, also another really good one, I didn't even mention that's before season three, is the season two finale, when she, she has that big speech to Walt about how she yep. founds out everything he's been doing is bullshit. She, mm -hmm. just, she just mic drops him completely. And it was just, a mic drop. Yeah, she just goes through everything he's done that's been a lie. And it's just, it's pretty, at the, you're, you're like concerned for Walt. You're like, oh shit. But it's also kind of satisfying. I don't know. For me, it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, it really was. It really yeah. was. It's also like, and then I called your mother. 
Yeah, exactly. So like, um, she's just an honorable mention for me and I'm kind of going in depth on her, but I, I really enjoy her. And she's kind of white character analysis. Yeah, exactly. You, you liked, you, you mentioned the gambling thing. I love the gambling stuff that she comes up with. So funny. Oh, that's a great moment. Yeah. Just a lot of good Skylar stuff in seasons four and five. I, I, so she's an honorable mention. Other, my other two honorable mentions are Todd and Lydia. I think they're both mm-hmm. great villains in season five, a, mm-hmm. um, and, 5B, sorry. Yeah, they're in both. So I think yep. they're great villains in season five, Todd and Lydia. They're, at first, you're just like, what are they doing? Because they have to introduce new villains after Gus dies. So you're just like, ah, I want more Gus. But they become more and more interesting. Like I said about Todd, the way he turns after that train episode. <laughs> Such a sociopath. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, Todd and Lydia are honorable mentions. So then my top five is the same as you, just different order. So I'll, I'll just do the whole order, top five. So f- number five is Hank for me. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't love him in the beginning, but he gets great in the end. Uh, number four... Mike, I really like Mike in season four with Jesse. Like that relationship with Mike and Jesse is great. That's that's yeah. probably the most I liked Mike actually in mm-hmm. season four. Uh, number three is Gus, just iconic villain. I like yeah. Gus way more. I like Gus way more in Breaking Bad than way I do in better. Then I do in Better Call Saul. Then I do yeah. in Better Call Saul, which we'll get into that when we do a Better Call Saul. I agree. He's I like he's, him way more. He's absolutely Bad. iconic in Breaking Bad. He's such a good villain. Um, and then Jesse at two and Walt at one, like you said. Jesse's the more sympathetic, likable character, but Walt's character arc—he's he's the best character, one of the best of all time. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's what I have. Okay. Yeah. So we both have um, Walt at number one. So I actually have uh, two questions I want to ask you yeah, about Walt. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm trying to get into some hot takes here. Yeah. So, go for it. <laughs> so Walt Walt has done a lot of things that breaking bad fans see as like unjustified or cruel mm-hmm. what what has walt done that what evil thing has walt done that you think is justified that maybe like not a lot of fans think is justified that's um, a tough one for sure but i was wondering if you had any um, thoughts on that that is tough i don't know if this is a good answer because i feel like everyone would agree on this but i don't think like when he murders those drug dealers in season three like he runs them over with his car Right. I think that was justified because they were going to kill Jesse. <laughs> he yeah. saved Jesse's life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good answer though. Cause like you said something where most breaking bad fans would. Um, True. Yeah. Cause but, I think most breaking bad fans might agree. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously would. like hardcore think, Walter. Do you have White any examples? Do you have any examples of like a time when uh, breaking bad fans all say he was unjustified? Letting, maybe uh, letting Jane die. Cause Walt had yeah. his justification. That's a good one. Letting Jane die. That's tough. I'd say. Like, I'd say probably not, but, like, I yeah. can understand the argument. For I'd say, that's what I'd say. I understand what he's doing, but that's still too much. It's still – you are letting someone die. That's a little too much. I agree. Much. I think I agree. But in the moment, you understand it. That's why it's such a good moment. You understand right. it. That's why he's still likable at that point in seasons two and three. He's still right. somewhat likable where most of the things he's done are justified. It is justified that he lets Jane die. It's still awful, but it's justified, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Like, she was ruining everything that he had going. Like, yep. But you can't. Uh, yeah, and die. he like, probably she probably would have gotten Jesse killed. I mean yeah, that. Yeah. Unfair to make argument. that assumption. You can't just say you can't just kill her just because you're making that assumption. But yeah, I don't think that justifies killing her necessarily. But it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely a possibility that she would have gotten Jesse killed. Yeah, for sure. Um, and my other question, um, this may be outside our field of expertise, really. But <laughs> do you think? Do you think Walt is a sociopath? I need I need someone in here to give you, me like you, a definition of a sociopath. Well, you mentioned well, yeah, we're not fucking psychologists. So yeah, this is yeah. Really hard. Okay, so you mentioned Todd is a sociopath. Yeah. 
if I'm correct, I think Todd would be a psychopath, actually. Yeah. Because he's more right. he's more stoic. He's not really yeah. um he doesn't like rage I need to, and get emotional. I need to remember my first year psych courses that <laughs> like I, I do know the difference. Psychopath is more extreme, but at the right. same time, Walt is not a psychopath, but you asked if he's a sociopath. Yeah. I think he becomes one in the end. Just just right. based on this. One thing that makes him a slight sociopath. I wouldn't say he's a hundred percent a sociopath. One thing that makes him a slight sociopath is his reaction to the kid dying when he's just, they're cooking with Jesse in season five and he just starts yep. whistling. Like he's whistling. Like yeah. the fact that an innocent child died does not affect him. That makes him a slight sociopath. He's yeah. able to like compartmentalize like all these, he's yeah. able to, I think he has to an extent, he has empathy, but he just like shoves it in the back of his mind and he's able yeah. to like move past it. And yeah. It's by, like, by that point in the story, he, he's become a slight one, I'd say. Yeah. And I would say like, obviously i'm not a psychologist I, like i said this is outside of our field of expertise a little bit but yeah we're just talking about a show it's all good <laughs> people know yeah sociopaths like tend to have narcissistic narcissistic tendency tendencies and yeah. Walt is clearly narcissistic he has this yeah idea about himself the su- superiority complex yeah i can agree with that yeah so, so those, those are the questions you had yeah those are good ones um so mine are similar to the Game of Thrones ones, just because I did this at the last second. So I have, a, I have a lot for one of these, and I don't have as many for the other one. But the okay. first one, it might be hard for you to think, so if you have to think. So I, just a fun, quick question. What do you think is the funniest scene? There's a lot of good humor in Breaking Bad. I think it's kind of oh, underrated. Um, so there's a lot of funny scenes in Breaking Bad. So what, what do you think is the funniest? I know it right off the top of my head. Go for uh, it. The scene in Four Days Out <laughs> where Walt has the wire in his hand. He's like, and what element will we use to conduct this or whatever? And Jesse's so confident. He says this with full confidence. He's like, oh, wire. And Walt's just dumbfounded. He's like, uh, copper. Yeah, yeah. good answer. <laughs> I, I, so for funniest scene, when I was coming up with that question, I thought of so many. That was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> the, the way he says a wire. Yeah, That's so the first I, one that comes to mind. There might be yeah, another one if I gave yeah. time to think. But. I got some good ones here, actually, that I just thought of. So one of, I have three more. So the wire is one of them, a wire. Yeah. Um, a wire another really funny it sounds like the show the wire yeah it's the way he says a wire <laughs> a wire <laughs> it's pretty funny so yeah a couple more funny scenes just to go over i'm sure you remember all these considering you've seen breaking bad six times <laughs> but um yep. so this one i have um the one where jesse comes over for dinner in season mm-hmm. five and walt and skyler just hate each other so much at this point and it's so just awkward. it's just it's just one shot he drinks water and he just looks at both of them <laughs> It's, it's the most perfect <laughs> shot. I, it's so funny. It's the most awkward thing ever. He's a great green that, beans. Right? This is white. Yeah, great green <laughs> beans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you use to make them? They are from the deli at Albertsons. <laughs> you even remember no, but, Albertsons. But yeah, I remember the face he made when he was drinking the water. And he just kind of yeah. like awkwardly looked at both. He's exactly. so uncomfortable. And then doesn't he talk about lasagna? He's like, yeah, it's all scabby when I make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, I'm stoked for this lasagna. Yeah. And then so you that, nuke it. Exactly. Yeah, the picture makes it look so good. Yeah. That's relate. That's relatable. That no, um, that's definitely that's definitely. Yeah. If I gave, if I had given it some more thought before I picked, yeah, wire scene, that definitely yeah. would have probably came to mind. And then um, two more I have. <laughs> I just like funny scenes. It's just one of my favorite things. So, you'll you'll know for the future deep dives. Think of funny scenes because I know you're gonna know all these. And right. just you you could have had more thought. But another one that's really good is um the Marie hand job in the hospital. Yeah. With Hank. And he's like, he's Hank's so confident. He's like, yeah, we're fine. And then the way it cuts, it just cuts to him in the wheelchair. And he's just sad. And just like, right when she's like, you're going home. Like, yeah. <laughs> the way it's edited. The, oh, the, edit, the editing is what makes that scene as funny. Yeah, it's it so funny. Um, 
Yeah. And then my last one is you actually mentioned this. I didn't have this on my list, but you mentioned it and it made me jot it down while we were doing this. The gambling, when you brought up the gambling story they have. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really subtle, this moment. It's when Skyler's going through the script that he they have. He looks down at his feet. That one's good, but this, it's more subtle than that. Uh, that one's funny too. But <laughs> the moment I'm thinking it was even more like minor and really quick, but it's when um, Skyler has the plan for the script and she goes, so we're going to start about the news that you bought where we bought a car wash. And then Walt just goes, yay. It's the way he says, yay. The way he says, I never yay. even noticed that. Oh, you should watch it again. The way he says, yay is so funny. It just kills me every time. He's just like, yay. It surprised me if Brian Cranston improvised that. He probably did. He's so good at comedy. Yeah. Um, I just love the way he says, yay. Although the way he looks at his feet is great too. Um, yeah. One more uh, scene that came to mind. That was a really good one, by the way. Yeah. I had no idea that even was a line. Yeah, um, the yay. <laughs> when Hank uh, first uh, goes to El Paso, he's completely out of his element, and he yeah. doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. And they're all like joking around in Spanish, mm-hmm. and Hank just kind of like looks around awkwardly, and then he starts awkwardly laughing, acting like he's in on the joke, mm-hmm. and it's just like a delayed laugh. I don't know if you remember that scene. I do. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that's <laughs> always been one of the standout uh, funny moments to me. Yeah, because yeah. Hank is one of the funniest characters on the show, so he has yeah. a lot of. Funny moments yeah um, i'm, I'm gonna okay. bring up one more one more because they're all just coming to me now yeah, no you're no it. you're good um go in the second episode of season two when walt and jesse are thinking of ways to kill tuco tuco's over in the kitchen cooking burritos walt and mm. jesse are on the couch thinking of ways to kill tuco and well, jesse's like i don't know why don't we just rush him and crack him over the head with something and walt just kind of like sarcastically looks around picks up the fly swatter waves it around like suggesting that they cra- he's just like suggesting that jesse's idea is dumb that's a great i thought that, point. thought that was a really funny i thought that was a really funny scene so yeah yeah that's a great point. we could go on for like hours yeah. okay probably, yeah, yeah but yeah. we'll cut it um, off there yeah it's all good that's a good funny scene that i didn't think of so good one um yeah i just want to just the way we're talking about all these scenes i just want to back up um my defense of skylar and how good skylar is in the last three seasons i just thought of two fantastic skylar scenes that i want to say so the first one is there this argument that he has that she has with Walt in season five a when she mm-hmm. talks about waiting for his cancer to come back. Mm, that was a really I, good one. I love that scene. I think that whole argument, Skylar's completely in the right. Like everything she says, Walt is the loser of that argument. In my opinion, yep. he doesn't realize it, but everything she says is right in that, in that scene. So I really like Skylar in that argument scene when she says she wants to just wait for his cancer to come back. She's, she's pretty much a hostage at that point. And then another Skylar moment. I really love shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> when she tells Marie to shut up and yeah. she, just, she does it like also seven a, I think. yeah I think that's also 5A she's just like shut up shut up and she starts crying like that's such a satisfying moment because Marie's so annoying <laughs> that's it also, I just to say this um, the scene between Walt and Skyler in the bedroom at the end of episode 4 after she like she doesn't actually try to kill herself but I think it's more of like a just. oh a, yeah when she goes into the pool yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but that, and that fight scene between Walt and Skyler I really like the cinematography that scene or like yeah. the directing because we don't see Walt's face he's just kind of like the they cut it out at walt's neck so we just mm. see like his torso and he's just standing and he's looking down Sky- at her he's yeah. looking down above Sky- so he's so just true. like it's really good visual storytelling because skylar is literally walt's hostage and he's yeah. just like the superior yeah. figure the way it's shot he's tormenting down her. At her yeah just tormenting her and i thought yeah. that was a really good shot that was really good, good visual point. storytelling it's a really good point um okay um, um do you want to for- 
criticisms about the show? Do you want I was, to go into that? I was about to say that. So we're going to do a small criticism section. This will not small be Small criticisms. As, not as big as our Game of Thrones criticism <laughs> section where we just went through everything that went wrong. But this is like a perfect show. So these are just nitpicks mostly. But we do want to have yep. a section where we just talk about just little things we didn't like. I've already mentioned the Salamanca twins. I still think they're a little cartoonish. So that's one for me. I don't need to go over that again. But uh, yeah, what are, what are some of your criticisms? You said you had one, right? Yeah, so... Uh, but the, w- there's like one minor detail that kind of bothers me. Um, it doesn't ruin the story or anything because it's a really minor detail. But so after Hank gets shot, the hospital episode, mm-hmm. Steve Gomez introduces Walt to, um, I don't remember the, I think he's their ASAC at the time, the old guy. The right, guy the, the guy with hair. the mustache? Yeah. 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 He introduces Hank to Walt as if they're meeting for the first time, which mm-hmm. seems like, why are they meeting for the first time? But anyways... Mm-hmm. And so in season four, episode 11, Crawl Space, when Walt and Saul are fighting, Walt said, I can't call the DEA. I go to all the Christmas parties. They know my voice. They know me. Okay. So if you know them so well and you go to the Christmas parties every year, he obviously would have met him already. Yeah, that's very minor. <laughs> so that, that's literally the only – Yeah, that's how flawless Breaking Bad is. That's like the only – Breaking Bad's continuity is like perfect. That's mm. the only yeah so problem in terms like, of continuity. Yeah. So you're thinking like little like plot, literal plot things that don't yeah. make sense. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a good point. Because continuity is something that Breaking Bad really like. They always get the minor details right. So yeah, that's, that's just the one time they didn't. I never would have thought of that. See, for this section, I was just going off things I don't like. I'm not going off things that don't make sense because that I thought everything made sense. That's a good point. I didn't True. know that. Wow. So for me. I mentioned the Salamanca twins. So that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Another one for me is Ted. I think Ted Beneke is good in season three. Like this, this, the storyline with Skylar sleeping with him, that makes sense. That fits the story. Mm-hmm. In season four, I don't really like that storyline about he's, he just won't pay back the IRS. Like the way Skylar keeps going to him for the IRS. It mm-hmm. does feel, I, I might get sorry. It does feel slightly like they had that storyline just for the crawl space scene. Just right. so that they have an excuse for why Skylar gave away the money. Like, I think it slightly feels not as natural. Like, it feels like they were like, oh, this huge crawlspace scene where Skylar spent all their money. Why is she going to spend the money? Oh, it's because of Ted. Like, they just come up with this excuse where Ted won't pay the IRS. I think it makes sense for his character that he would be that dumb. Um, but Which is why I don't, which is why yeah. I personally don't have a problem yeah. with it. See, so you, you're going off realism. He's a moron. I, you, yeah, you're going off realism, and it makes sense. It's just, I don't like that storyline. It just doesn't feel as natural. It just feels like there's too much Ted stuff with the IRS where they were just doing it so that the crawl space works. And I love the crawl space scene, but it just doesn't feel as natural. That's, it's a slight, slight nitpick. I like that plot because I personally felt it didn't, it wasn't only used for crawl space. It wasn't only used solely for crawl space. I thought it added good um, tension. It's, it added yeah. additional tension to season four because all of season four, there's this tension of Walt versus Gus and Gus is just a constant threat. Then Ted is just an additional threat. The problems with the IRS and like the IRS potentially looking into Walt and Skyler's lives, that just was yeah. additional attention on, on top of an already tense season. So that's why yeah. I personally didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, but maybe I definitely understand being, where you're coming from. Yeah, maybe I just don't like Ted. <laughs> just that. That's yeah, just, I think we just agree. I'm, Ted sucks. Yeah, Ted sucks. In season three, it just feels more natural to me. Like that his that she would have an affair with her boss and the way it happens. That all makes sense. It's just in season four, it felt a little silly. Um, but I think you made a good argument there. Yeah, and then one more. This is a slight nitpick. I just don't like the Marie shoplifting subplot. 
Like, when is that season two? Like, when does that first come up? It first, first comes up in season one. She steals the tiara that she gets yeah, for yeah. Scour's baby shower. So, I don't know. That's, I think a lot of people are justified in saying that that's a good story. But for me, I just don't like it. I just yeah. think it's a waste of time. It's boring. I feel like I'm bored during agree. those scenes. Yeah. Here's why they did it, I think. I feel like they're like, okay, we can't just have a character that has no depth. We need to give every character a story. So yeah. that's, I felt like that's the best they could do with Marie. Like there wasn't really anything else they could do. So like, Fair we got to give Marie something. We yeah. got to give everyone their own yeah. inner conflicts. So like, yeah. I, I think they did a decent job showing how um, this show was a chain of events. Yeah. The things that Walt did affected Hank. And then that in turn affected Marie, which mm-hmm. led her to like act out. So I yeah. thought like in terms of that, it did a, a slightly good job showing um what yeah. the consequences of Walt's actions and like the chain of events yeah. it causes. But like besides that, that plot is nothing special. I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. I have one more question. Okay. Not have, what, what do you if you had to pick one? It's hard to do this. This serves so good. What's the worst scene? Like your least favorite scene? If you have one. Oh. If you don't, that's fine. The cold open to season four episode no season the cold open to season five episode four fifty one um I thought it was like really cartoony really Hollywood it's, what is it uh, it's where Walt and Walter Jr get their new cars and it's like the dubstep playing and it's <laughs> like it's so stupid that's dude. a great point I completely forgot about that scene that is a really bad scene <laughs> I want to know what Vince was thinking because obviously yeah. Vince has a reason for everything he does I wonder what he was like trying yeah. to do also like, sky there was already i don't like that they do that plot twice like they already had one in season three don't they where where walt buys him they did nice it in car? season four season four sorry yeah yeah they did in see they did in season four but i think they did it again in season five just walter i mean uh skyler was able to talk walt out of it in season four yeah. i think they did it again in season five just to show his character progression just to be like he's like no I don't give yeah. a fuck anymore. I'm going to do what I want. I'm not going to listen to Skylar. She has no say in what I do. I think that's yep. like why they, yeah. it was really just a representation of his ego, his yeah. carelessness, the carelessness that ended, that resulted in his downfall in the first place. Mm-hmm. Good point. But yeah, a shitty um, scene for sure, in my opinion. Yeah. That's a good pick. Didn't even think of that. For me, I don't know if this is the worst scene, but I just have to mention it because everyone cringes at it and I like skipping it. It's too hard to watch. It's Skylar singing happy birthday yep. to Ted. Everyone hates that scene. Skylar singing "Happy Birthday" to Ted, the Marilyn Monroe thing. Like it's just too brutal. It's just yeah. so hard to watch. I hate it. Um, it's not really a bad scene. Like it, it makes sense, but it's just too cringe. <laughs> it's awkwardly sexual. Like I don't know. Yeah, like, it's too sexual. Be. Yeah, yeah. It's just awkward. It's um, very awkward. Yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. I feel like we yep. went into depth there. Yep. Had some slight nitpicks. Once again, we have to nitpick just for the podcast's sake but we both think this show is perfect pretty much so it's a perfect show yeah exactly we we don't hate it whatsoever like even though we had to come no up show is technically perfect exactly not but one show it's as there. it's as perfect as you can get we yeah. should say yeah if you know if you watched our top 10 lists you'll see we have some shows ahead of breaking bad and those are our favorites of all time those shows aren't perfect either in my opinion like you can nitpick yep. anything yeah um so yeah breaking bad's a great show this was a lot of fun Okay, so thanks for tuning in. That that concludes episode three of TV Sessions, our, our second deep dive. Um, we did Breaking Bad, a great show, uh, very beloved show. That was a lot of fun. So uh, not quite sure what our next deep dive will be. It'll be, once again, one of those shows we both had on our lists that we both love. Um, right. we'll, we'll be doing a bunch more deep dives, probably around six or seven for sure, maybe more. We're not sure. Uh, after that, we'll, this podcast will look a little different. We'll do different stuff just because 
it is called TV sessions, not TV deep dives. So we will be doing more than just deep dives in the future. But for now, we're mostly be doing deep dives. Um, we hope people, we hope Breaking Bad fans enjoyed this talk. We talked about it a lot. We love the show. And hopefully we'll see you in the next one. All right, thanks. Thank you.